Hey, welcome to MVP's All Things Considered, where we talk about, well, everything the paranormal encompasses. So are you ready? All right, then, let's do this. All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of MVP's All Things Considered. This season is all about the hot topic of UFOs and creatures from outer space, a.k.a. our own Joe Robodeau. This is episode five, where we will be discussing government UFO disclosures and cover-ups from around the world. I'm Evan, and I'm here with Mel, Law, Joe, and Paul. Let's get into it. Woo-hoo. Yeah. What I was going to tell you guys before is that I know we all discussed our initial stances at the beginning of this, but the more research I do, rather than having answers, I seem to be coming up with more questions and actually more doubt. Mm, that's more uh, doubt. Yeah. Uh, elaborate on this doubt, Mel Mel. Well, especially when it comes to the idea of a government conspiracy and a government cover-up. I don't know if I'm 100% sold, as unpopular as that may be, because I seem to be coming across a lot of uh, plausible explanations for things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I still am do believe that there are other beings somewhere else in the universe. But as far as these cover-ups or or as far as the incidents such as like Roswell, uh, MJ-12, things like that, I'm not 100% sold. So I'm very interested in hearing your guys' perspectives and what you guys think. I mean, I think for myself, for the Roswell fact, uh, I I do – I think they covered up something. I don't know if they actually did or did not cover up an alien spacecraft in that area, but it's been proven that they have found like pins from government agencies on the grounds there. So they were there for something, but obviously we don't know. Uh, I think my take on some of that is for there to be a certain level of protection or security during the retrieval of a downed weather balloon uh i think the word overkill is 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 really highly applicable and i think that it goes against the natural um methodologies that the military would use against something they already knew they could identify so for for this to be carried on the way it was and using so much security and to fly the damaged air balloon to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio just seems like overkill. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that they're saying, oh, this was a weather balloon in Roswell. Yeah. And they, they take a picture of some soldier sitting next to it. I forgot the dude's name. but Marcel. He, Marcel, yes. He's sitting next to a weather balloon, and if – that wasn't a government cover-up you know that look of holy crap on his eyes had to have been because his chain of command is looking at him like you dumbass Mm -hmm. although they were saying that it was a weather balloon in the beginning if you look at like the fbi records the vault if you look up um on the nsa sites uh the disclosed a lot of the disclosed information and documents there, mm-hmm. as well as the press releases by the Air Force. <clears throat> Excuse mm-hmm. me. They're not saying that it was a weather balloon. They were saying maybe that's what it was said back then. But it was a device as that may have been like balloon shaped, but there were government, they were working on highly classified government technology and experiments back then that they could not release or discuss about. So they, that, I don't think it was, they were covering up UFOs or aliens. I think what they were covering up was possibly another type of high powered weapon that they did not want to get out at the time. That could be possible. This is the high powered weather weaponized balloon I have ever seen. It's it'll shoot lightning bolts and crap. Mm. I mean, I guess if that was the case, that would somewhat explain why all of this information was heavily redacted and classified for so many years, you know, so many decades. Okay, but 
if you if you think about it, I, I mean, this is just the way I'm thinking. If it if they said it, it was a weather balloon, then why would you just say that it was a weather balloon and not say like you know we were there doing that? Why change the story? You know, so many years later. They were high. This is what they were saying that they were was that they were like high altitude research, uh, balloon launch and recovery stuff. There mm-hmm. was crew that was with some of them. There, um, there was also what they called. I have the word here somewhere. Um, anthropomorphic dummies that were in them. So that may explain the bodies that people claim to have seen by these things. Because at that time, they were doing a lot of testings of of new aircraft, of new uh, research. Mm -hmm. They were testing and trying to come up with better weapons, better spying equipment and things like that, that they absolutely did not want to come out. Because keep in mind, we're at the, you know, we're in the Cold War here. Uh, okay, let's say that's all true, but why would they use anthropomorphic dummies? I mean, would I you want to use, why would you why wouldn't you want to use dummies that are human? You know, full size human. If they're testing this stuff out, I mean, if they're trying to, te- why would you use anthropomorphic thing unless maybe this is some sort of weapon to destroy aliens? I mean, like. Come on, guys. Well, the, the big hole in the story is that those dummies that they were talking about weren't created or even used for another two years. Now, that's interesting. Say that yeah. again, Paul? The, the dummies that they were using or that they claimed they were using, and I read this recently in Black Vault Files, that those dummies didn't, didn't exist when that crash took place. It was actually a couple of years later before they started making and using those. Well, that's interesting. Well, shit. they probably started using the dummies to cover up the actual alien bodies that they captured in the first place see i'm not i'm not sold on that to be honest aliens i'm not sold on the fact that there were alien bodies there and in 47 yes there was a top secret um military u.s military balloon system that was under development with the whole point and purpose was to spy on the Soviet nuclear program that, Mm -hmm. you know, they do have documentation for as far as crashing near Roswell. Well, I know they were using the uh, Rowan targets, which is part of the, the, the project they were using that they couldn't talk about. And it was nothing more than a target that hung below a, a weather balloon. And it was used to try and pick up any kind of detonation sounds or whatnot that traveled, I guess, through the upper atmosphere or whatnot to prove that the Russians were doing testing and whatnot. But, I mean, it was so basic. It was balsa wood. It was pieces of tin foil. It was nothing special. And it, all of the testimonies of everybody who ever actually touched that material never matched at all to anything that you could find on a, a Rowan target balloon. Hmm. So. As far as the alien bodies, Joe, you know, it – My question, first and foremost, is were those bodies identified right or then by witnesses? Did witnesses come forward as soon as it happened and went on record as to say they saw bodies around them? This is where I'm going to insert a little bit of information that is out right now and is going on. And I hate using it because it's part television but there's a show called the final verdict on Roswell where they're using this software they use to analyze people's voice patterns, facial movements, et cetera, et cetera, and detects lie detection really damn good. Evidently it's the running thing that they're using now. And they decided to use that on everybody's videotaped testimonies to find out who was telling the truth and who wasn't. And a majority of which came through as true, which made me think a lot, but there were claims of people who were, coming upon the crash sites and seeing the bodies and whatnot. There are other people who saw the bodies being transported out of the hangar and loaded into the back of uh, either an airplane or a truck or something. And uh, they have the names of those individuals. And of course they, their stories seem to check out. So I don't know if I place hundred percent trust in software that monitors five or 10 places on your face to see what kind of inflections and movements you're doing while you're, you're intoning your 
you know, whatever testimony you've got. But evidently, uh, you know, this is what we use is software. And so they decided to why not use that on the testimony videos? And I thought it was pretty cool. And it's still going on right now. The episodes are still coming out. And it, I find myself kind of sucked into that because if you have something they can detect a lie, well, yeah, you know, you want something like that to catch, you know, somebody in a lie. But all these people that gave their testimony, there's probably more than 90% that were never questioned as far as, you know, the results from the machine. That's really interesting. And I, I think that's like cool as shit. But the problem right. is, is this is for television. Sure. So how trustworthy is the source of the people, right. you know, the people going through and programming mm -hmm. all this stuff and analyzing everything and going through all the movements. I mean, right. how truthful is that? Are they allowing lies to slip through to fluff stuff to make it more interesting or they, they did catch lies on several accounts there were one of the guys who claimed that he actually saw the, the the bodies he was he was five years old gerald anderson uh he was with his father and his uncle when they came upon one of the crash sites where most of the, a ship or something was intact and he made a claim that he had seen one of the aliens and that it raised his hands up in kind of a defensive please don't hit me kind of thing and uh, that turned out to be a lie. And a lot of people didn't like what he was describing. They thought he was a fraud. And I mean, it was kind of neat to see, hey, yeah, it's false. But you're, you're right. You know, careful editing and everything else. You know, what kind of, you know, what kind of uh, things do you have to, to prevent against tampering and creating false positives and everything else just for the sake of ratings? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're the one programming the program, then you could make it do whatever you want it to. Exactly. Sure. Sure. And you would want to catch some lies here and there to just be able to go, Haha, see, it works. We caught that. Sure. Line yeah. Right there. So that way, that way they get exactly. views and stuff too. Mm -hmm. Then there's also another aspect of all of this, which is disinformation agents. Do you guys sure. ever think about that? That, you know, maybe they had people who placed and who made these, you know, bold claims of, ufos and what they saw at roswell and stuff like that to sway public interest away from nuclear technology or the weapons that they were using to keep it away from anything that was actually military grounded it's a lot easier to get people to buy into a ufo theory and it would just yeah. totally shift fire you know what i mean yeah so absolutely they're trying to use a fake ufo cover-up okay I wouldn't put it past them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Neither would I. Crazier things have happened. I mean, what better way to get you know people to start to begin to focus on this fantasy of some greater possible greater threat later down the road than to start making it up? Yeah. Uh, and now that we've got you know confirmed videos recorded by the military of things flying around, we can't figure it out. It sure lends a little bit towards the possibility that. You know, these things could be piloted by non-human entities or uh, mechanical completely by some foreign technology division that's figured it out. I don't know. I agree. It could be just some drones flying around down here from some other planet. Who knows? Hmm. I don't know. I have a hard time believing that anyone on this planet has the technology to produce something that does what these things do. I mean, I know right? our technology is progressing like crazy mm -hmm. mind-boggling fast right now and it's accelerating but you're talking 100 years away mm -hmm. what i'm these not saying all but i'm not saying all ufo sightings i'm not sure. saying all sure. claims of uap things i'm saying specifically possibly Ro the roswell incident i'm mm -hmm. not sold on that anymore which is crazy because, like I said, the more research I've done into it, the more skeptical I've become of that. The whole MJ-12, I'm not buying anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely the, uh There's a book about uh, Roswell. I, I want to say it's by Randolph and Schmidt with all of the testimonies they've taken and all the – you know, when you read front to back, the cover to cover on this book, I mean, to me – what they've uncovered, you would think would stand up in a court of law with no questions. 
I mean, they've really done their due diligence and done all the research that they say they've got and they got the testimony and everything, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it still comes down to did it really happen or did it not? And what did the military people who came forward have to gain by lying? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Throw what their would they have away? Yeah, absolutely. I think the only way for us to know what actually happened at Roswell is for the people in charge of Roswell to step forward and go and give their firsthand account. I was in charge of that mission. This is what happened. Here's everything. Hand on the Bible. But the problem with that is, is all those old little geezers are dead. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> You're right. I mean, like, yeah. you know, they were too scared. We're going to lose their, their retirements. And, and the, you know, they had threats to their family by a couple of right. military people. You know, so that kind of that silences things. The sure. one thing that I will say does hang me up about Roswell, where, you know, if there is a crash, it is since I think it was 44 or 47 like that. It has been the <laughs> SOP that those documents can regarding any kind of military crash cannot be destroyed. They must remain on um, saved forever. Mm -hmm. But there are no Roswell documents. And supposedly they were all destroyed. If there was mm. nothing to hide, if nothing was there, right? Why destroy? Why destroy them? Yeah. yeah, that's my hang question. Well, in in speaking a... of uh, destroying documents and related to uh, UFOs, not to change the subject too drastically, but I was doing some research into other countries' governments and disclosures and things, and uh, it would appear that the uh, Australia, every single last one of their UFO documents have either gone missing or been destroyed when they were asked with a freedom of information request. Uh, all of them. All of them except one. Which yeah, one wasn't? Uh, so the one, the one UFO report that is actually remains from Australia is uh, it's called UFOs and strange occurrences and phenomena in Woomera. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, but it documents a series of sightings in and around military weapons testing range in the Australian outback. That's the only file that they that the government came back with, and they said all other files are missing or destroyed. Yeah, I want to say I read somewhere suspicious. that there were there were joint uh, U.S. military slash Australian military joint operations in some sensitive situations too so i don't know if that may be the reason why we don't have some of that stuff or what i don't know i'm not saying it is but it's kind of interesting absolutely i mean the the australian i believe it's their department of defense even said they don't even have they they claim they don't even have the capability to monitor ufos or uaps and, and mm -hmm. record them. that's horseshit. and I, I i call bullshit completely i was gonna say that's horseshit yeah, horseshit <laughs> that's a big pile of steaming horseshit right there Yes, it is. Australian horseshit. So I, I see why we, we have to keep going back to why would there be a government conspiracy to cover up? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, if I were to go in that mindset, I would think to prevent mass chaos and mass panic. Even to this day, sure. there's a lot of hysteria. There's also a lot of conspiracy theories that are already destroying our government, that's destroying countries that people no longer can trust anyone or anything because of these conspiracy theories. Maybe it was just something that ended up backfiring. You know, yeah. they wanted to protect the public from being afraid or anything, and it was counterproductive. And instead, it created even more distrust and even more hysteria about conspiracies and how far the government will and will not go. Mm -hmm. so, so basically where we're sitting is we can't trust what the government's saying about the uh, documents. We can't trust what the officials are saying. We can't trust what eyewitnesses are saying. We can't trust anything whatsoever. So everything we're discussing right now is just, eh? Hypothetical. Hypo it's, it's hypothetical. <laughs> well, what I, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily, because the government's not saying that, you know, like the Tic Tac videos or those Navy sure. pilots, what they're saying, they're not saying that there wasn't a glip. There's there's people in the government, as we saw in the phenomenon, as we saw in Unacknowledged, that are willing to speak up and say, yeah, look, there's we have come across something. I'm mm -hmm. saying specifically back in 
with Roswell, when we're looking at the big things that started this, such as Roswell and how grandiose it became. I'm the conspiracy with with MJ 12. I'm not buying that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think basically everything that happened prior to the eighties, we don't, most of the firsthand witnesses and everything are either gone or are so old that you could go, well, they might be hitting senility here. So um, it's hard to trust anything they say from firsthand accounts. So we basically, we have to work with 80s and forward because we can't trust anything prior to that because mm-hmm. nobody has real firsthand account knowledge of what actually happened. Now, you know, when you, we talk about Roswell, we know that there's a lot of people who didn't see what was at Roswell, it's just a bunch of claims and they're not around anymore, et cetera, et cetera. But if you just wind the clock slightly forward about five years in 1952, when we had the swarms over the white house, they were seen for a day or two, these things that could not be caught by jets. They sent after them. I mean, what's that supposed to be? What's that? I mean, that's out in plain view for the entire public to sit and watch and just be completely mystified by what I do find kind of funny about that is, okay, there are some government documents that are talking about that. We have, what, a couple pilots that talked about it. Yep. But where's all the the firsthand witnesses that were on the streets from that time going? I, I don't know. That's a good question. But, I mean, it's nice to know we've got video records and, you know, some documentation concerning that event. I mean, it's real. It was recorded on video. and. You know, people using their own cameras or government cameras or whatever. They've, it's all you know, it's video documented. And it was the it was an amazing thing to go down. And I often wondered where the two events connected. You know, was it a was it a case of whatever it is that was in that craft that crashed out there? If, if in fact it was, were these uh, other occupants that came from the same place and were pissed off and wanted their shit back or their bodies or whatever? And were swarming the Capitol to force them to do it. You know, I don't know. That's an interesting thought. I hadn't thought about it like that, actually. If you go to the NSA's website, and I know, Joe, you're saying, well, it's a government website, but you know how I am about (laughs) documentation. And I look at the Air Force report from 94. Um, There, you know, because of Project Mogul, which was at the time in 1947, it was a top secret operation. It was a top Mm -hmm. secret balloon project to that attempted to monitor Soviet nuclear tests. It was going on at the same time as the Roswell incident. So, you know, it's not. And and the person, the Air Force officer who went to look at the wreckage did say that, you know, it was most likely one of the balloon devices because it was consistent. The comparison of all the information that was there and the witness, eyewitness testimony of how it went down and stuff like that, it was consistent with one of the devices that they were test trying. My question is, can you take that device, blow it up, and it come down out of the sky and give you a mile-wide debris field? Ooh. I, you know, I don't know. That's very true. (laughs) You know. (laughs) That's a pretty good question. That's a very good question. That's a lot of balloon. That is a lot of balloons. But this was stuff that failed. They were trying to do stuff in 47 and it may have failed. It may have fallen apart, may have gone up too high. And then, you know, I mean, if that was like some kind of super Zeppelin or something, you know, (laughs) yeah, super Zeppelin, something like that. (laughs) But then there are other things that are not being covered up. Yeah, you know, tic tac videos, things like that. Um, and, and even in Mexico, talking, but we're talking modern history versus old history. That's why I'm kind of saying we kind of have to make a cut line about the 80s and say, well, we can't really trust much of the documentation, we can't trust much of the eyewitness accounts. Most of these people that were in charge of it were not all are not alive anymore, so. 
I'm kind of saying we need to just write off most of what happened prior to the 80s and start focusing more on what's going on in the here and now, what's been going on in our lifetime. Although I don't know if I- you can, Joe, because the Cold War didn't end until 91. Yeah, yeah but- I don't think we can write off completely everything. Mm-mm. And there I'm are not saying to write everything off, but I'm saying we need to write a good chunk off or else we're never going to be able to really move forward if we're focusing too much on the past. I agree with you to an extent, but Roswell seems to be the real shit kicker. Mm-hmm. You know, the one that yeah, really I think that's the one that really got it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's the one where it really started coming out. Because right after Roswell, then you had people claiming that the Magic 12 was put together, um, MJ-12, and that was a cover-up to cover up another thing. And so then you have, you know, Project Mogul, Operation Mogul. What, what, what were they doing? Was it a spy yeah. technology? Was it UFO-related? So these okay. things were all around the same time. So you can't just dismiss it because what ends up happening is if people just say okay well we're not going to talk about any of that we're not going to consider any of that then it Mm kind of negates anything else that you talk about don't you think i just saying that it's difficult to know what exactly happened because i know your thing about documentation but yeah a typewriter can type out whatever you want it to a pen and paper can write out whatever you want it to because you're the one in control. But we still have to question what's actually on the paper. Even though it came from the correct source, it did come from the government, it did come from a government typewriter, it was typed up by a human. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. that's where my question is. So are you also saying that you don't necessarily buy uh, the claims in Roswell about a crashed UFO and aliens? No, I'm just saying that there's no way for us to actually know what happens. And the more time goes by, the less likely we're going to figure out what the hell actually went on there. On that note, it reminds me of something. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsor, Yep Gear. Is that Yup Gear? Yup. So we'll leave Roswell back in 47. Okay. MJ-12 and all that stuff. Back mm-hmm. then too. Not going to necessarily talk about then. Okay, let's go to the 80s, 90s, and, and 2000s. 2000, from 80s till now, do you still think that there's a conspiracy to cover up ufology uh, if you listen to bob lazar you do <laughs> yeah well as you just pointed out a little bit ago mel i mean the cold war didn't end till what was it 93 91 91 yes mm-hmm. so i mean like pretty i'm pretty sure you know they were trying to cover stuff up then and then they're still going well the cold war just ended People still are having major trust issues. What's they had to start going, okay, well, if we want to start moving forward, putting out UFOs, that these things are actually real. These things are interested in possibly making contact with us and integrating us with their society, as well as us integrating them into our society, then we need to do it slowly and start warming people up to the idea. Uh, when did uh, X-Files start? I was going to say, what do you think they've been doing in Hollywood for the past 80 years? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, you look at most of those uh, alien movies prior to the 90s, and resoundingly, they are all just like, kill all humans, ah, must annihilate planet. Uh, 90s, they started making a little bit of a turn there. I mean, the only exception that I can think of. Yeah, the only exception prior to the 90s that I can think of was uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, yeah. You're telling me Cocoon wasn't, wasn't where it was at?
never be sick. We won't get any older and we won't ever die. Beyond the innocence of youth and the wisdom of age lies the wonder of Cocoon. That was 88, that wasn't it? I don't know when that movie was made, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I think for, <clears throat> I know for myself anyway, I think that now the government has the ability to cover it up a lot better than they did then. So oh, absolutely. Why would they not be well, doing that? And I'm sure they could be covering up stuff that so, so good at this point that we actually don't know anything about it. Well, my thing is, is on one hand, yes, their technology is much better for covering stuff up, but our technology for seeing things and distributing it and getting the word out and communicating with everyone is far superior. I mean, they once you put something out, it is out. Oh, yeah, yeah it'll forever be out there. And everybody's got cameras. I mean, every block from where you live, there's probably a half dozen or more. So it's hard to get away from a camera. I know that anybody out there right now, if something pops up in the air, they can record it. There's a good chance they'll catch it. But when you look up the word UFO in YouTube, you can't tell the real shit from the CGI fake shit. So it's all just CGI. Right? It's true, too. Absolutely. It's and with the new technologies of Photoshop and Blender and and everything mm-hmm. else that you can you can just make anything look real these days. You can look, make it look better than real. Well, I think as far as recently, because when in 2020, Deputy SecDef Norquist, that's when the, or sorry for civilians listening, that's the Deputy Secretary of Defense, David Norquist. That's mm-hmm. when they established the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, UAPTF. The Mm -hmm. whole point and the DOD established that the mission was to improve the understanding of, gain insight to the nature and origins of UAPs. The mission of the task force is to, quote, detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs that could potentially pose a threat to U.S. national security. Mm -hmm. So that's telling me the government's taking this stuff seriously. Do they believe it's aliens? Don't know, but obviously it's... They, it's being taken seriously enough. And mm-hmm. I think part of that is because of the technology and the internet. Shit's getting out. Yeah. It's, n- oh, they yeah. can't control, you know, the information that's being leaked. Right. So, so if we have this much stuff that's getting leaked and being put out there this day and age, I don't think it's that far of a, leap to say that everything prior to the 80s there was a lot of government cover-ups maybe cover-up or could it just be they didn't know no i believe it was directly covers up covers cover-ups sorry can't speak cover-ups of aliens or maybe trying to hide something they were doing that they should not have been doing well, I, I mean, that's that's. I up feel for, like it could have been a little bit of both. In, Interpretation. You're probably right, Tyler. It's probably definitely both. I think, uh, you know, when it comes to cover-up, I know we've been talking about cover-up. Military does cover-up all the time. Anytime they come out with prototype anything, you know, new airplanes, whatever, there's always going to be cover-up. Absolutely. They don't want, you know, you don't want any of that stuff falling into the wrong hands or whatnot. But peeling that onion, it's it's all about, is there cover-up concerning stuff that's, not ours is there stuff that's from somewhere else you know exactly. and, uh, hell they to cover up stuff that doesn't even involve uh, sure new weapons and stuff i mean like i'm not going to say what unit i belong to but the brigade went and got this idea to do a fast and furious uh type thing out there where the brigade went and planted some weapons out in sector as a cache, tagged it with GPS and was hoping that the insurgents would find it and they could track them back. Well, mm-hmm. they didn't tell my squadron. We went out there and found this cache, blew it up. <laughs> I mean, <Wow>. like, <laughs> and it all got swept under the rug. I mean, like, Jeez. something small as that got covered up. I, I mean, I'm just saying it. 
the government covers up stuff all the time. Yes. Just try and save face. Isn't it interesting, though, that how hard certain senators have been pushing and have been pushing for release of information and they're getting hit with so much pushback. Oh, yeah. Again, I keep going back to if there's nothing to hide about UAPs, UFOs, why Why not just say it? Yeah. Why the fucking pushback? Why the delays? Why the... don't know are, are we still buying the whole it's going to cause mass panic i mean the, the public has been conditioned to believe in aliens for the past 80 years watching hollywood movies about aliens. Right. nobody's <laughs> gonna panic anymore we're all cool with it we all pretty much believe in aliens any damn ways like they're, they're not just gonna release them. the information most <laughs> people aren't gonna look up from their phones to give a shit so i think exactly it's not right. necessarily mass panic i think it would be more that I knew it. We knew you were the, we knew this was happening. We knew you were hiding this. And then it's just like complete and utter chaos because then there's no rule. So you think they're, well, the government is too far gone down their own rabbit hole to actually come out with a real disclosure now? For certain incidents, absolutely. Oh man, I got to watch my mouth. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. But absolutely. But in regards to the more current stuff, no. Now I heard today that Neil deGrasse Tyson, he was saying that well, you know, the Tic Tacs could be just blips in the software and stuff like that. I'm not buying that. Sorry. I mean, I that's easy for an armchair guy. With him. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's an armchair warrior. I mean, he can give you an answer, but that doesn't necessarily mean that is the truth. Because even though DOD has said this is not our technology, there's no blips. It wasn't just on one person's screen. It wasn't just seen by one pilot. There were multiple pilots. It was on all of their same flares and stuff like that. Their same the same radars and stuff like that. So I'm not buying that. I think currently with the newer stuff. No, the government is in a good position to say, yeah, hey, man, don't know what these are yet. But they're Mm -hmm. not quite ready to say, yeah, we've got something else. It it is aliens. Because, yeah, I do believe there would be mass hysteria. I do believe Mm -hmm. there would be chaos, Evan, because keep in mind, we're still trying to figure out Afghanistan. We just Mm -hmm. had, at least here in the United States, the, you know, the Capitol building was breached. We got a lot of crap. Heavy going quotations on there. We just got over a pandemic. So can the public handle now? Oh, by the way, I know your sphincter just really relaxed just a little bit, but tighten up buttercup. Cause guess what? We may be attacked by aliens. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean it I didn't have to be after all that crazy shit. They could have done that five years ago or well, whatever. I think though, uh, there being mass hysteria, my thing is, is if you come out now and you say, yes, they're here, uh, like she was saying, you know, people are going to be like, I told you so. And then there's going to be other people like, okay, well, you tried to hide that from us. What else could you be hiding? Mm-hmm. Everything. Anarchy. Yes. Yes. Well, the other thing I think is a big part of it is just, let's just look at the disclosure report that they just put out. What did it say? Basically, not a well, damn thing. We're, we're not <laughs> yeah. saying it's aliens. We're not saying it's not aliens. Um, whatever these are is so advanced, we don't have the a level of technology to identify what the hell it is. Give us money. Yeah, so we need they, more money. If, if mm-hmm. they do a slow rollout with this whole UFO stuff, oh, they can milk our tax dollars for all it's worth. I just, I just hope there was a scenario that would come forward where we have like humongous, like multi-mile wide ships to just drop into the atmosphere and cover a big area where there's no way anybody can cover up anything anymore. We can get past this whole notion of whether or not they exist. Mile so wide ship, Independence Day. Yeah, like yes. like ID four. You know, I'm not <laughs> asking for world for everyone. But, uh, yeah, I just think something like that where the government has no say anymore, where basically they can't go. It's a mass uh, hallucination. Yes, yeah, sure, whatever. 
No, no, that's totally swamp gas right there. <laughs> yeah. It coming right out of your tail end. It's just one of those things where, and I think this is why ufology has always frustrated me. Mm-hmm. You can go in unbiased like I did. I wasn't a skeptic. I wasn't a believer when I decided, when we all decided we were going to start doing research down this avenue. You can't, you talk yourself into a freaking circle. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much counter arguments on both sides. There's so much false information from both sides that you don't know what's real, what's not. I can't necessarily go by what I normally go by, which is documentation. What documentation is there? What proof is there? Mm-hmm. I, I do believe a lot of that film. I do believe a lot of the photography that was taken back in the day because they didn't have the Photoshop crap. They didn't have a lot of, and people had more to risk coming forward. Like Zamora's life was ruined. His life was absolutely ruined. And he had been known to, yeah, he was a stickler for the rules. He hated teenagers who... Where broke laws. Yeah, broke laws and stuff. Yeah, I do know that some people have claimed that it was New Mexico Tech. They did this huge hoax on them. I think that's kind of a far-fetched excuse, a far-fetched uh, explanation. Because, I mean, then they would have, that had to take years to mm-hmm. pull off. Not to mention, they would have, they would fool the FBI, the, you know, military. Come on now. Regardless, his life was absolutely ruined. So do I believe some of that stuff? Yeah. Do I believe the mm-hmm. photography back then? Yeah. Do I believe the footage now from the pilots in the Navy that have seen it and their testimony? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you've got this whole middle section where I'm just like, well, damn. Damn. I don't know mm-hmm. what I think. Every time I start going one way, I'll lean skeptic and then I'll come up with questions like, but why? But that's pretty extensive. That would be very, very difficult and things mm-hmm. like that. I, I'm lost in a circle. Well, let me put this out because I think I finally figured out a way to articulate what I've been trying to put out. Brace yourselves, okay. everyone. Oh, okay. And no, it doesn't have to do with butt probes. But anyways, bathrooms or bathrooms. Anyways, so two play toilet paper. We can't go incident by incident by incident going. Well, did this happen? Did this stop? Did this one happen? Did this not? Is this a cover up? Is this bullshit? Is this a false flag? What is? We can't go incident by incident by incident because we'll never know, and we're just going to be banging our head against a wall trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But we can say that there are enough events that have happened, enough documentation there that at least some of it is true. Statistically, mm-hmm. at least some of it has to be true and had actually happened. So mm-hmm. we can say, well, we don't know if all of it's true, but there is definitely something out there. Yeah. You uh, you mentioned something about the, you know, the cover-ups and whatnot, and I couldn't think of the case. I kept thinking and thinking, what is a really good case where you could say there was a cover-up? Uh, the Kecksburg, Pennsylvania UFO, the acorn that landed out there that was recovered by the military, and they shoot away everybody and got rid of them. They loaded up on the back of a uh, flatbed, and they left with it, never to be seen again. Okay, well, that seems like a cover-up. You know, there's a ton of witnesses that saw the thing in the ground when it landed. Uh, you know, so they were there. They know what what had happened, but uh, the military came in immediately. You know, warned everybody away, got rid of them, and they loaded it up on a flatbed. And that's a very interesting case. When was this, Paul? I want to say in the eighties. And nobody took a picture of it. This could have been. This could have been sixties. I may be wrong. Gosh, there's so many cases I I read about. I'd have to Google uh, the Kecksburg uh, UFO to find out. That's my thing. Where are the, you know, if this stuff has been going on for so damn long and so many people have had so many sightings, where are the actual good pictures of this, this stuff? Yeah. Cause yeah, 90% I, of the time it's a blurry little photo or a weird video that doesn't show you shit. 
65. That sounds right because they, I mean, that was a good question. Why didn't people take pictures? Well, they didn't have a lot of cameras back then, you know, and it was, happened at night. So, you know, you got two that makes, strikes. That's there. a little, yeah, that makes a little more sense. So 65. Yeah, that sounds about right. But you saw in 2015, the researchers thought that it was either the General Electric Mark II reentry vehicle um, that was launched by the Air Force as a spy satellite and it somehow fell out of orbit. And then there was other people that believed that it was it was initially explained as a meteorite, correct? Mm, something like that. The, the way it you're talking about the Kecksburg incident. Yeah. Uh, it came down in a trajectory that looked like it was something that was uh, traveling and landing, but at low speed, it wasn't descending fast enough. So it didn't look like something that was falling like a meteor or anything like that. And the only way you could probably replicate something like what they saw would be through using a helicopter. But the, there was nothing on this thing that would show you blades or any kind of motor that would keep it suspended and in such a low descent. So it had a controlled descent to it? Is what they're Basically. Saying? Now, it was it was coming down. It had a trajectory. It was coming down, but it was uh, it was a weird descent. It wasn't like it was you know just something tumbling to the ground with absolutely no external forces acting on it. It just kind of eased its way down. It was spotted by lots of people going from left to right across the horizon, and uh, eventually it got low enough. And they, you know, some people thought they knew where it came down. They went out, and you know, everything just kind of happened after that. Interesting. Yeah, it's a very very cool case. See, right when we get somewhere, we're back at square one with, and I guess maybe the reason why, Joe, like I know, Joe, you are saying you can't go point by point. Mm -hmm. And I guess the reason why I do is because whether it's with paranormal activity or, or, or ghost hauntings, exorcisms, ufology, when skeptics look at something, they tend to say, well, the initial incident was a hoax or this was fake or blah, blah, blah. So all is gone. You know, if mm -hmm. you can't prove it, then, you know, the onus is on you. That, um, that's kind of why I'm saying we have to look at all this from more of a statistical standpoint instead of a situation by situation by situation. Uh, I mean, it, if we're going to start with Roswell, yeah, it kind of kicked off everything. But if we figure out that it's completely false or the government does a full disclosure and says, yeah, it, it, it was this. This is exactly what we were doing. This is line by line what we were doing, what they saw, what was discovered. Then it's just going to leave a bad taste in everybody's mouth for all the other situations that's happened. I have a question that just crossed my mind when we were talking about Roswell, and I just wanted to know what you thought, Mel. And it all hinges on the fact that the first release, the first press release that we had a disc in our possession, you know, the military. I can't remember. Was that Roger Ramey, General Robert R Roger Ramey, that released that, that gave that testimony and said that in the press release? And if it was... Why would a general who has a man who can identify anything that flew like Marcel and change it all around the second pass? I mean, you already have a specialist who can identify everything that flies, what it's made of, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that was what he was, you know, that was his, that was his, uh, you know, his work theater, whatever. Uh, so I thought it was interesting that the second memo, which I, I'm pretty sure uh, General Ramey released where he turned it all around and said it was just a weather balloon. I would think it would kind of make him look a little stupid too. And he has a guy who's a specialist who evidently can't figure out something as basic as a damn balloon. Um, unless he wasn't privy to certain things. Let's say they, um. you know, there, there is, we've all been, you know, I'm sure is above his pay grade. Sure. You know, so maybe he, he was on a need to know. Yeah. And he didn't need to know. So when he first I mean, identified, then blah, maybe he got pressure later by saying, you know, hey, public's starting to panic. You need to backtrack. You need to fix what you, you need to unfuck right. yourself. He basically <laughs> didn't know he was going to be in there and made to look like a patsy because he wasn't allowed to talk. He was just, the look on his face was enough. He knew, what the hell? I just look like an idiot. I've been in the military X amount of years. I know all this shit. And now he's making me a patsy. Um, even if it was material he was not privy to. 
why would Raimi release the first press release saying they had a disc? I mean, that just seems like out of control and irresponsible as hell. He fucked up. Yeah, he you done fucked up now, A.A. Ron. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. (laughs) I think that's all that we could say. He fucked up. That's right. If he comes out and if he's trying to get all this stuff disclosed and he Mm -hmm. just comes out and says, yeah, there's a disc. Maybe he's just trying to go and get everyone to go. Oh, crap. We have to disclose this now. Mm. Maybe he was trying to force disclosure, possibly. Oh, I'm not saying I mean, one way or the other. I'm just playing dev- devil's advocate right now. Sure, sure. I mean, for me, if I was a brigadier general, I mean, the last thing I want to do is put something out there, you know, claiming it's going to be this, and I'm wrong, but I have to have a patsy now. That still makes Ramey look like a jerk because, I mean, he didn't check into it before he went ahead and released it. So, you know, that, and, and I'm not discounting the fact that this could be some kind of project that nobody wants to talk about that is unrelated to everything that's been released so far. I'm just saying if you're going to sit there and in one breath release a press release saying that you've captured a flying disc and you're a general and you didn't look into it, that is irresponsible as shit. Yeah. Unless so, he was being honest. He didn't think it would be that big of a deal. Maybe That's he was saying. just some good old boy, you know, and he was just being truthful, 100% honest. He was just like, yeah, we went out there, found some crazy looking disc thing. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I I, also, I often thought that maybe it was a case of the big head syndrome where he thought, you know, this is monumental. This is historical and I want my name attached to it. Yeah, it's so true, too. That's also a possibility. That's a high I, don't know, I feel like the more that you more that you research, the more you look into anything, you're all, you're going to keep having the what ifs or the yeah. how or whatever. Sure. It's all how you travel into the information and interpret what you have and dig into what you think are facts and, mm-hmm. you know, suppositions. I, mean, I think it's awesome. I mean, we don't go in with a hundred percent it's real or it's fake. I mean, I, to me, it's great to have a collective group of minds that can think of so many ways to, to appeal or, I mean, to peel the onion. You know? Yeah, it's just frustrating because this freaking onion is huge and it's making me cry. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Evan, do you want to close out? Uh, shit, yeah, okay. And next week we'll talk about <laughs> Bob Lazar, you guys? Yep. Yeah, yep. okay. Get ready, right. Paul, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come for you hard on this. Oh, God, so many jokes. Yeah, oh, I'm holding man, Evan G. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> One finger or two. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to wrap up episode five of MVPs, All Things Considered. Join us next week where we will discuss everything about Bob Lazar and the work he has contributed to the field of ufology. Thanks for stopping by. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this broadcast without expressed written consent of military veterans paranormal is strictly prohibited.